This is Joe Basso for Music Radar, the place for music makers, and I'm speaking with Brian Adams, international recording star who sold, what, three billion albums, something like that? Uh, not that much. <laughs> but close to it. You sold no a lot. No way, man. No way. I've never counted it. Okay. Well, um, before we get on to the music, I have to ask, what's a bigger thrill for you these days? Going on stage and playing to arenas and stadiums full of screaming people or taking that perfect photo? For me, it's just my day sort of revolves around music. And after that, it's it's really if there's other things that come up that are interesting and you know, there's not a, it's not a question of what's more thrilling. It's just, it's all good. It's a different experience, totally. Yeah, well, it's just, it's just you know, it's, it's, it's all interesting and it's all creative and, you know, nothing will really replace going on stage and making music. That's something I've done my whole life, so. But it, it, I, love, I love everything about the, the creative world, so it's, you know, it's all fun. Do you ever look back at some of your old album covers and wish that you could have photographed them? Not really. <laughs> no, I think that they were they they were what they were, and you know I kind of learned a lot from from working with some of those people. Something I haven't read a lot about extensively is your guitar influences growing up. Who were the first people that really got you excited and got you into playing guitar? The first people were probably people like Jimmy Page, Richie Blackmore, and John Lennon, George Harrison. Oh, okay. Those kind of guitar players. And later on, I mean, perhaps Stevie Marriott, and and then I got into, you know, listening to blues guitar players, so obviously Eric Clapton, and I always, I always liked, there was like two sides to my guitar playing. One was my efforts to try and be a lead guitar player, <laughs> and, you know, I did, I've done a few solos over, sure. over my records, and one of the, one of my favorite guitar solos is, is on Heat of the Night, which is on my Into the Fire album. Mm-hmm. So I mean I'm, I think I guess I consider myself sort of a competent sort of blues guitar player, but certainly not um, one to speak of. No, but it, it's interesting you mention that because people mostly think of you as a you know rhythm guitar player. But when you do take solos, they are very bluesy. Yeah, they're very bluesy, and I tend to sort of go that way. It just seems to work with my voice really well. And the other the other side of my guitar playing is obviously sort of my rhythm playing and uh, and my acoustic you know, my wrist, uh, which I think, again, works with my voice. How so? Expl- explain that to me. Because it kind of works in the way percussion works, and and sort of just, it keeps you moving. You know, I think it's about syncopation of, it's like tapping your stomach and tapping your head at the same time. Yeah. Um, or, or, or sort of <clears throat> stroking your stomach and tapping your head. It's that feeling of being able to do two things at once that work in syncopation. It becomes, it becomes one. Now, historically, I've seen you mostly with Fender Strats. Right. Was that pretty much the guitar you picked up early on? Oh, yeah. No, I, I really wanted a Strat because of Richie Blackmore. Interesting. Yeah. There's a funny story, actually. Um, my guitarist in my band, Keith Scott, some years after we were working together, we were talking about Deep Purple, and, and um, I said, oh, yeah, were you at the Deep Purple concert in 1974? And uh, in Vancouver, and he was, oh yeah, I was at that show. I said, oh, did you remember some guy grabbing Richie Blackmore's guitar and, and pulling it off him? He goes, yeah, I do remember that. It was me. <laughs> I said, you grabbed that? That was you? He said, yeah, I, it was me. I grabbed that guitar. Oh my God. Yeah. But however, lately, I have seen you um, mostly photographed 
with Gibsons and uh, Gretches. Yes, that's true. I mean, I've got a couple of really old sort of semi-acoustic guitars, and, and I've, I've tended to lean towards the sound of the semi-acoustic electric guitar. I have a Gibson ES-295, mm-hmm. which is an old 50s guitar, and then I also use my Gretsch 6120, right. which is Eddie Cochran and mm-hmm. Pete Townsend's favorite guitars. Oh, Pete Townsend was one of my favorite guitar players, too. Oh, absolutely. Still is. Why do you feel you're... Ma- I mean, you're not leaving Fender Strats, but why do you feel you're moving... It's just, it's just a sound. It's just a sound I've just gravitated towards later on. <clears throat> I mean, originally I wanted to be a lead guitar player, I see, so... Um, and I realized that my forte might be just a little bit more in the rhythm guitar area than... <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of rhythm guitar playing, now, you're, you're going to be embarking on a solo tour of America soon. Yes. A solo acoustic tour, I should say. Yes, that's right. Aside from the fact that it's probably pretty cheap to tour that way... <laughs> um, what, well, what it's not dro- cheap to tour anyway. Oh, yeah? No, it's, it's expensive to tour. But what is drawing you to doing the solo acoustic tour? It's just something I feel like doing at the moment, and I've toured for a really long time with the band, and now I'm sort of enjoying just doing the acoustic thing and talking about the songs and experimenting. And you know, in a lot of cases, it's more—it's a lot less work to um, just throw a song in if you don't have to teach it to everybody else. So if I suddenly want to play a different song on the day, then I'll just play it. Do you feel more naked on stage, just you? Oh, no question, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, took, it took me some time to organize myself and figure out how to do it properly, but it's great fun. I'm really enjoying it. When you're on the road, do you write? It depends. I, I've done a lot of recording on the road, mm-hmm. and that's how I recorded my last two records. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of it's kind of hard. I mean, you can sometimes contribute to to work that you've done, or you can come up with a germ... Uh, it's 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 rare that I'll write a whole song on tour. Now, when you demo on the road or record on the road, what kind of setup do you have? I mean, do you? Use... I've got, I had a, I have depending on where I am and what I'm doing. Buying just I have a little suitcase full of stuff which I set up. I mean, do you use GarageBand or Logic? No, I I have a little Pro Tools setup. Okay. Which I don't know how to use. Uh, so someone works with you and. Yeah. Okay. Now on on the uh, on your last album, Eleven. You revived your partnership, I guess, in many ways with Jim Valance. Yes. What led to you guys not working together for a while, and then what led to you guys getting back together? I mean, just life, you know. People got things to do. They, I mean, I can't really speak for Jim, but I mean, other than to say he started a family, and, you know, life got different, and I started working with a different producer, and you know, it's not like we disliked each other. It's just we, we, we'd done what we needed to do at that time, and, you know, it's time to do something else, and then... We we were always in touch. We we, we worked quite a bit. Sure. We worked up to, we worked up to ninety one. Then we stopped. Started reworking again about you know I guess two years ago. What differences did you notice when you got back with him? I mean, were there any changes in your writing styles? You know, it's it's as though we never really left. Each, you know, we were just exactly the same. It's, it's interesting. Things were exactly the same. So cracking the same jokes, that kind of thing. Well, luckily the jokes weren't the same. Now, you produced your last album. Yes. How is Brian Adams as a producer to work for? I think really the only reason I say I've produced myself is just because I would just sort of chip away at it on tour and, you know, just slowly but surely the album would come together. I've always been very hands-on with my with my production, no matter, no matter what album it's been, even though I may have co-produced in the past. Right. You know, I've 
very much kept my sound. Both you and Jim, through the years, have written for a ton of artists. I think people would be surprised to learn all the artists that you guys have written songs for. Kiss, Celine Dion, I mean, the, the list goes on. Those are two funny names to throw together. I know. Well, what I'm getting at is, what, what's what been the sort of the strangest artist you feel you've written for? Like, you know, where you go, wow, what would this artist want with one of my songs? Probably Neil Diamond. Oh, yeah? I, I never understood why he recorded one of my songs, because <clears throat> he doesn't really need to. He's uh-huh. got his own thing, you know? And you've done quite well writing for movies. Was that something you always wanted to do? I'm not, not, it wasn't something I always wanted to do, but now when I started doing it in the 90s, we did a few things in, in, the, in the early 80s, just odd things um, here and there. But it wasn't really till the 90s that I sort of got into it. And it was only because I was working pretty nonstop with um, Michael Kamen, who is a right. film composer. And he would just call me up all the time and just say, look, you know, I got this thing, do you want to help me out with it? So that's how it worked. Now, your photography... You have the Brian Adams Foundation. Can you explain to our audience what the Brian Adams Foundation is all about? Uh, I can, very simply. It's just a foundation I started a couple of years ago, around the time of the uh, tsunami, mm-hmm. and thought I would, instead of throwing money at things, I would start my own foundation and try and get actively involved in particular projects in different countries. The, the motto of the foundation is helping people help people. So from building schools to helping orphanages to uh, education, the uh, foundation is completely funded by um, the work I do as a photographer. What drew you into photography? What what started you on this? I don't know, just something I started doing. <laughs> it, was it after you became a musician and you just, you know, needed another outlet? Well, was, I don't know. I, I never really want to analyze it. It's just, it is something I do. Mm-hmm. You photographed quite a lot of people, but one person in particular needs to be mentioned, and you got to photograph Queen Elizabeth II. It's true. What What was that like? Well, it was interesting, um, and it was arranged through my, the agency I work with here in London, and there, at, because at the time it was her jubilee, there was uh, five or six other photographers from different parts of the Commonwealth all doing it, and every one of us got five minutes with Her Majesty and oh wow it was interesting so how do you set up and shoot the Queen in five minutes um you, you're, you're allowed to prepare was she happy with the uh, results I think so <laughs> the, the pictures were published <laughs> now I understand you're getting your own stamp that's true in Canada yeah now, now in America you have to be dead to be on a stamp is, is it the same in Canada well in Canada you can uh, if you're dead it helps um <laughs> They're, they're doing a lot to, to promote Canadian culture, and there's a lot of different artists that are being put on the stamp, so it's not just myself. Going back to the tour you're going to be doing of the, of the state soon, the, uh, the solo acoustic tour, what can we expect? What kind of set will you be uh, performing? You'll have to come and see. <laughs> oh, come on. That's it. you you got, you got to give me something. Well, I mean, it's an acoustic <laughs> show. I mean, there's <clears throat> not much to it, really. I mean, it's just me and my guitar, but... Occasionally I do something, but it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty bare bones. Hey, Brian, well, thank you very much for spending some time with me. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. This is Joe Basso with Music Radar, the place for music makers, and I've been speaking with Brian Adams. Brian, thank you very much. You're welcome. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Take care.